Welcome to Kafaru Cast. Today we will be talking about photography. Uh, this is about my third or fourth go round trying to do this this morning. We've had some uh, happenings <laughs> at Kafaru that uh, have required some of my attention as well as Frank's. Frank, I'm rocking the mic solo though. Frank's finishing up on some paperwork on his end. Uh, but again, we're going to do this in three parts. Uh, part one is going to be on gear. Uh, basically, different cameras I've used, different lenses, uh, some of the different attachment systems, things like that. So uh, one, of, one of the biggest questions I get is what camera I'm using now and why. Um, and I, I guess I'm using a Nikon D850, uh, which is one of their newest cameras out. Um, I have multiple different lenses. I'll go over that in a minute. Uh, but what, obviously, why? Well, um, as uh, some of you know, and I'm sure a lot of you don't know, but I went through just about every camera known to man. Um, you know, in the last five years, I started off with uh, crop sensor micro four thirds type of cameras, which means uh, easiest way to explain it, I guess, if the sensor was the size of your cell phone um, on a like a full frame DSLR. On a crop or micro four-third sensor, it's 75% smaller than that cell phone or that standard uh, sensor size on like a full frame. And so with the uh, micro four-thirds or the crop sensors that I used, that was when I was just getting into it, uh, you know, running everything on auto and uh, not really knowing what the hell I was doing. And, uh, you know, they're not as good at low light, but uh, crop sensor, micro four-thirds are a great option. A lot of people use those. So I... I went from uh, using several of those, uh, several Sonys. I had an Olympus um, ODEM one, I believe it was called, and uh, then I got kind of speed through this so I don't bounce around too much. I got a Canon, uh, I guess to be a 6D, um, which is like their their budget or lower level full frame DSLR. Uh, I had that for about a week or two, and then I went to a, I traded in and got a 5D Mark III. Uh, which that camera will probably go down in history as one of the you know greater cameras of all time. Um, you know they got a newer version now, several newer versions, newer than that one. But I used a 5D Mark III, and that's when I really started, you know, getting into photography a lot more. And when I say getting into it, learning what I um, should have been learning from the beginning as far as how to adjust different things on the camera. You know, aperture priority, shutter speed, ISO, things that we'll be going into into in part two. So when I got that Mark III, I used that for quite a while. Uh, I then went to a uh, Nikon D810, and I used uh, an 810 for a while. I screwed around with a Nikon D750 for a bit. Uh, and then I went to the Sony system of the, uh, at that time, A7R. Uh, I then got like an A7 II, screwed around with those, A7S. Uh, you know, after my whole, you know, Sony thing, I, I ended up with an A7R II. Uh, and that's a full frame mirrorless camera. And I'm not going to go into explaining all of this because you guys can just Google it. Google's a powerful thing. There's literally, I don't know how many different videos on YouTube explaining all of this stuff, what's better, thoughts, things like that. So I'm just going to give a, you know, kind of a brief, uh, you know, description of what I've used. So anyway, um, I used those A7R2s for, for quite a while. And then when night or when Canon came out with the 5D Mark IV, uh, me being a gearhead, I was like, okay, I'm I'm getting the Mark IV, and I got it, and it just wasn't for me. Kind of like if you pick up a bow, and and some bows fit perfect in your hand, and some but don't. Even though you can shoot them all really well, um, you know that specific camera, 
I just didn't like the video wasn't great. Uh, I didn't like what it was doing in comparison to my Sony's photo wise. And so I actually went back to Sony. Now, a lot of you are probably wondering how I was able to do this. Um, I deal with a really great camera store called Inglewood camera. <clears throat> and, uh, those guys, they buy and sell used gear. And I, I was luckily able to, and Kafaru obviously paid for a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, they, I sold a lot or traded in, I guess, a lot of the gear at Inglewood and I bought a lot of used stuff as well, which helped. Um, so anyway, I went back to the Sony's and used those for quite a while. And about the time I went from the Mark IV uh, Canon to the Sony the A7R2s, they also had quite a few lenses coming out with the for the Sony's that were really high quality lenses, the G series lens, for example. But you know, one of the biggest downfalls with that Sony system, uh, or the the big downfalls, is uh, you know single uh, memory card or SD card slot. The battery life is horrible. Durability not great. Uh, customer service probably the worst in the history of photography. Um, and then uh, you know the lens selection. But they do take great photos. It's a great system. It's small. It's lightweight. That's the bonus of running that mirrorless system. So I used that for, I don't know, up until a few months ago, um, well, three months ago. And uh, somewhere in there, I tried that Nikon D850. I think um, right after the, or right before we went up to uh, to Montana and Canada, uh, maybe right when we got out done with it. And it just fit perfect in my hand. I loved what it did. Had a high frame rate. Uh, you know, dual card slots, insane battery life, um, amazing image quality. It just had everything I wanted to do. It also took great video. So I ended up getting uh, the Nikon D850. And again, it, it, there was nothing wrong with the Sony's. I had a very, very piss poor customer service issue. Um, yeah, I fried my camera. I sent it in. Uh, you know, I was a hundred percent, Hey, this is my fault, but I need it back quickly. Uh, several months later and a lot of lies and things like that, I finally did get the camera back and it wasn't fixed. Um, and anyway, so that was a big turnoff for, for Sony's amongst with the lens and the, the battery life issue, but it, it was still a great camera. I mean, I took a ton of amazing photos with, it. I still like it, but I also wanted to get into wildlife photography and a Sony is not the system to do that. It's got to be Canon or Nikon because of the big lenses you need. Now, I did take some pretty good photos with the Sony with a 150 to 600 millimeter Tamron and Sigma lens. Uh, that's two different companies. They both make a great option. That lens is like $1,300 and it's a great low budget uh, wildlife uh, type of a lens. And, and that did work pretty dang well on the Sony. But for the most part, uh, frame rate, battery life, lens selection, Canon and Nikon are the way to go. And I was really wanting to get into that as well. And all that kind of happened at the same time. So I went to the 850 uh, and I have to say for the last couple months, it's been the smartest decision I've made. Um, I've got a great selection of lenses. Battery life is amazing, durable, dual card slots. You know, when, when you take off a, a lens on a, on a mirrorless camera like the Sony, the uh, since it's mirrorless, that sensor is right there and the sensors get dirty really easy on the Sony's. And that was another huge issue. I would get my sensor cleaned four or five times a year uh, from changing lenses. You know, some of that may be my fault. I could have taken better care, but it's still me and how I'm, you know, running my cameras in the field. And so 
you know, if I'm not having that issue with other cameras, you know, and I'm having it with a Sony, that was also kind of a downfall. Now, don't take that as I'm bashing Sony's. They make a great camera. I love their stuff. This was just some of the reasons I switched to the Nikon and why I've been extremely happy with the Nikon. Now, after rambling about all of that, why, what, what's the difference, right? If you, if you don't, if you're just getting into photography or not knowing what you're doing, what the hell's the difference between the Sony mirrorless and a Canon or Nikon uh, full frame DSLR? What's the benefit? Well, with the, we'll compare the A7R2 and 850. The bonus of the, well, the big bonus of the A7R2, it's lighter weight and it's smaller. Everything else, you know, I mean, as far as image quality, things like that, I mean, the Sony does pretty good. You know, a lot of that's arguable, but lighter weight and smaller for the Sony. Um, bonus for the D850. Um, it's got dual memory card slots. The um, lens selection is 100 times better. The battery life is significantly better. And so far from everything I have um, had to deal with them, their customer service is a lot better. So big ones right there. Now, why, how does that pertain to you as a buyer or a consumer in the hunting side of things? Well, if you're looking at the Sony or the, the mirrorless system, you're going to save a little bit of weight, but you're going to pack a lot of batteries around. Potentially, they have a newer camera I'll talk about in a minute that, that's fixed that somewhat. You may have to deal with their customer service or their warranty department. Not really good on a Sony, but it is smaller and it is a little bit lighter uh, or it is lighter. Um, the downsides to the Nikon D850, really the only downside is the weight and the size. It's a little bigger and a little heavier. I would say the Nikon is more durable um, or has been for me as well as the other Nikons I've used in the past. Um, but these are two very expensive cameras that maybe a lot of you guys probably won't be getting, you know, looking at. Um, you know, these are arguably in the, you know, the Nikon right now, I think is rated as the top camera, top full frame DSLR on the market right now, the 850, but the Sony's still probably in the top five, maybe the top three, the A7R2, the A7R3 is definitely, and that's one I'll talk about in a second. So, you know, if you're going to dump a ton of money into it, which one unlimited budget, if you would have asked me a year ago, I probably would have told you a Sony um, would have been a great option. But after my customer service issues with them, um, not being able to really do what I want on the wildlife photography side of things, uh, some battery power issues I've run into as well as not having a dual SD card slot, I'd probably tell you Nikon or Canon now, um, you know, especially after frying a few Sonys. Uh, you know, the, the lens selection, buying used lenses is a big part of it too, because you can always get Nikon and Canon, uh, you know, used lenses really cheap, which I suggest for a lot of people to do just because lenses are so expensive. Um, so kind of a brief history of what I've used. Having said all that, all of those cameras that I've listed, especially the 5D3 and on, take amazing photos. I mean, really like the, the Nikon D750 is another one. I think it's $1,600 for the body, which is a lot of money, but it, for what it gives you, it's amazing uh, the kind of photos it takes. And then obviously, you know, the 850, um, if any of you guys pay attention to some of the recent photos, like especially the wildlife ones, um, you know, it, it does some amazing, amazing work. So if you're getting into photography, um, you know, when you, you're, you know, I, I, a used camera is not a horrible option, especially if it's from a, a vetted source or somebody that you know is not screwing you over. That's one of the reasons I always mention Inglewood camera. 
Um, they take very good care of you. They're very good about uh, checking on their used gear, uh, their used lenses. So buying like a used Nikon D750, buying a used 5D Mark III from Canon, um, a 17 to 40 millimeter lens, the L series from Canon is a great lens. It's, it's not that expensive to begin with used. It's even less, probably 700 bucks or something. Um, you know, that's a great option. Um, you know, for a Canon 5D3, the Canon 17 to 40 lens, I bet you could get into that now for $1,600 under 2000 for, for that system. And, and that's going to do you right for a lot of different stuff. That 70 to 40 lens is an F4. So, it's not super fast, and I'll go over what that even means in a minute. So anyway, I probably rambled on enough about cameras. I'll go into more later some different options as far as buying cameras. But, you know, the, really the thing that I think after having said that, the most important part is you learning how to use the camera, that your ability and your, um, your skill level is, you know, at least close to equal to the camera you're using. That was a problem I had. I'm buying really good camera gear and my skill level wasn't quite there. Or if I would have had a better skill level, the camera I had at that time probably would have been fine. Um, you know, I've learned that now, I mean, later, but uh, it took me a little bit. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure and actually learn how to use the damn camera and not worry quite so much about what gear you're using. Um a lot of the questions uh, that people ask online on forums, uh, you know, is, is usually like a Google away and, and someone on YouTube is going to be able to explain it a hell of a lot better than I am in a message, uh, you know, depending on what it's about or what type of gear. B&H Photo is a great place to go to buy camera gear. Their reviews are always um, spot on for the most part anyway. And, uh, you know, that's another great place to check, read reviews and learn about buying gear. Um, but, you know, the most important thing, though, is definitely learn how to use the, the actual camera um, and, and the functions of it. So either way, enough about that. Um, some of the other gear that, um, you know, we use when I say we, Frank and I, Brian, the Peak Design Capture Pro is a, uh, you know, when people ask what that thing is on our shoulder strap that holds the camera, that is the Peak Design Capture Pro. And it's basically a quick release system that will hold your camera on your shoulder strap. Um, so, and that's from peak design and peak design makes some amazing stuff. They also use the shoulder strap, um, quick detach system. It's just like a normal shoulder strap, but it quick detaches off your camera body. Uh, that's another thing from peak design. That's great. Um, click elite is another company. We use some stuff of theirs. Uh, their neoprene lens covers is the main thing that I use. I actually have, um, all my camera lenses and lens coats, which is like a form fitting, you know, wrap that, that goes over all the lenses, but I, I actually wrap them in those Click Elite neoprene covers as well. Um, so lens coat and Click Elite, a couple pieces of gear that we really like, and the Click Elite's a neoprene wrap. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, F-Stop is another company to take a look at. Uh, I don't use a camera bag anymore. I just use a Kafaru pack, and I either put each piece of gear in a separate wrap or separate... Um, you know, compartment in my, uh, my Kafaru pack, but, um, uh, F-stop offers these ICU pods, which is basically just an insert you can put inside of a pack that, uh, has dividers in it. And I know a lot of guys, including myself have used that inside of like a 22 mag or a 14 or, um, 
where it just goes inside any normal pack and it's padded and it's like a normal camera case. Um, so that's another one, um, you know, that you want to take, uh, take a look at is F stop, uh, really right stuff is a company that's probably out of most people's price range. They're all American made, uh, tripods, tripod heads, and a lot of other different gear. You can Google and see the price of that stuff. I'm using their tripod and BH 40 ball head. But one thing that they do sell is this, um, kind of a, a multi-tool for camera gear. That's something else that I carry around with me all the time in my little kit bag. Uh, that's been great. It's got a bunch of different heads for, you know, tightening and loosening, things like that. Um, in my, my backpacking system, I usually run, um, a little like possibles pouch for camera gear. It's, it's just a pull out from Kafaru. Um, and it has a couple extra batteries, a hurricane blower, extra SD cards, um, and then it also has lens wipes, lens pins, and then that really right stuff tool. It's usually got all that in there. I don't get too crazy just for weight reasons. Um, so that's some good uh, companies to look at as well as, you know, some of the different gear we use for backpacking. Um, try not to bounce around too much as far as lenses go. Um, and I get that question a ton. What lenses should I get? Uh, the first thing I would say about lenses is very important that when you get a lens that I, I think you should try and master that lens, what that lens is good for and what environments before you move on to your next one. Um, I made the mistake one time and I bought like five different or four different lenses at one time, uh, from reading different, um, photographers views on it, but that's that specific photographer. You're going to end up walking your own path. You're going to find your own way and how you like to, you know, capture the moment or stop time when, when you're taking a photo. Um, and that may require different lenses than a different photographer uses. So, um, the two that I use the most or have been like with a Sony, uh, was an 18 millimeter 2.88 Betis. Um, so a relatively fast lens. And, and again, some of the stuff I'm going to go in on the next part two, but a relatively fast lens, a wide angle, a great lens for night photography, like astrophotography, low light landscape, things like that. Um, the other lens that I suggest is either a 50 or a 35 millimeter. So if you're going to be backpacking in somewhere, it would be those two lenses, meaning a 50 or a 35, one of those two, and then a wide angle. So an 18 uh, or 24, something in that parameter for your landscape and night shots. I think those two lenses are extremely important for anybody getting started. Now, I, I used a 55-18 from, from Zeiss for all my Sonys, um, you know, for kind of my walk around lens. And then I had that 18 millimeter for everything else. Now, you know, you're going to have the option when you look at lenses of either a, like a telephoto or a zoom lens or a prime. Um, a prime lens is a fixed focal length, one and done, no adjustment lens, meaning it's got a fixed focal length, like 50 millimeters. So you got to use your legs, legs to zoom back and forth. I think that makes you a better photographer. You also, in my opinion, get a better photo. So I use more primes than anything. Uh, but you could also get you know, when you're looking at camera gear, something like a 24 to 70, that's a really, really well-known and, you know, every camera company makes a 24 to 70, it seems like. Um, so if you don't want to get primes and you want to get a zoom lens, 
a great starter lens or a great lens to that covers a, a lot of different things is like a 24 to 70. The 24 being your night shots and your landscapes, the 70 obviously being more for like a walk around type lens. Um, so that's a good option. And I can't go over all the different lenses and everything else will be on here forever, but um, you just want to make sure that you got a walk around lens, which is like a 35 to 50 millimeter. Uh, you got a wide angle and that'll get you, get you done for just about everything starting out. And you can kind of, once you've kind of figured out what type of photographer you are, you can get other lenses after that. Um, as I look at this massive pile of lenses, I have a, uh, I think it's an eight to 14 fisheye. Um, I have a 14 to 24 2.8. Uh, I have a 24 to 70 2.8, a 50 millimeter 1.4, uh, 24 millimeter 1.4, 70 to 200. Uh, yeah, 24 to 70, 70 to 200. And then I have a 2 to 400 f4 and a 600 millimeter f4. So I've got everything that known to man. But Really, I use that 14 to 24 a ton. Uh, I use the 24 to 70 some. I use that 24 millimeter a lot. I use the 50 a lot. You know, I'm using a prime most of the time. But when I go out and do a photo shoot, I'm not always using the primes. I've usually got one camera body has a 24 to 70. The other has a 70 to 200. And I've got a wide angle in my pack that I'll pull on there. Now, when I go do nightscapes or landscapes or city photography, where I'm getting like lights coming around corners or whatever, um, you know, I'm using that 14 to 24 or the 24 millimeter prime um, because I'm need needing to put a, a ND filters on there. I'm starting to go down a rabbit hole here. Either way, don't get too many lenses. Learn how to use your camera. Make sure that your ability, your knowledge base and everything else is commensurate with the, you know, the, the gear that you have. Uh, and just don't go too crazy on gear stuff till you know what you're doing. Um, if I was going to, um, you know, pick if, uh, if I was a, a guy telling somebody to go buy a Canon, um, I would probably tell them to buy that 17 to 40 F4 um, and a used 5D Mark III or that new uh, 6D Mark II. Um, if I was a guy telling a guy to go buy a Nikon and save money, I'd say get a Nikon D750 uh, and probably their 24 to 70 uh, 2.8 lens and just buy those used if possible. Sony, I'd say go buy a used A7R2 and a 55 1.8 uh, lens. That'll get you going or get you started off till you can afford a wide angle. Uh, you know, just three examples. Um after that, another thing, maybe not totally gear-related, would be post-processing. Oh, sorry if you heard me drinking. That's some high-quality H2O. Um, I definitely suggest for people, especially if they're really getting into photography, uh, to get into um, a post-processing software like Lightroom. That's pretty much all I use. I don't use like Photoshop. It's kind of complex. Um, I've had great luck with Lightroom. And, and I pretty much suggest everybody to just get Lightroom um, and learn that. It's, it's a great software. It's pretty easy to use. I figured it out. Um, I went to a few classes on it and obviously watched, what is it, lynda.com and, and YouTube and everything else. And you can learn a ton of stuff about it. But that allows you to be able to tweak your photo when there's is some issues with it or, or do some um, kind of cool stuff with it. So definitely get Lightroom. Um, 
uh, tripods. Like I said, I'm using a really right stuff now. Um, I think, I think the tripod was like a grand or 1200 and, uh, the tripod head was like 500 bucks, ridiculously expensive. Um, as far as budget tripods, um, and I wouldn't say budget, but really good tripods for, you know, and heads for under $400, the, the Siri, um, and I believe it's S U I R I or S I U R I either way, their tripods and heads are great. Slick makes a great tripod. Um, you know, you're going to have to figure out if you want a ball head, a pan head, you know, as you get into it, um, you know, which, which type of, of head you're going to want to use, what height of tripod. There's just so much stuff involved in it. I went through, I used pretty much all Gitso and Outdoorsman for the last uh, decent bit. I used a Siri ball head for a while. Um, you know, but it does get, it's confusing because there's so many options for one and two, it's extremely freaking expensive. So you know, I've kind of donated my life to the outdoors and photography. So I'm, I'm okay with not buying a new couch and having a nice camera, but, uh, you know, you may not be. And in that case, don't buy really right stuff. Go buy a slick, go buy something used. Um, but the really right stuff is definitely, in my opinion, by far the best tripod as well as their ball head is, is definitely up there as the best. Um, well, I probably should stop talking about gear and camera gear because I'm flying all over the place. But uh, if you're going to take anything away from this specific podcast for lessons learned, especially on my end, is learn how to use your camera. Learn ISO, learn shutter speed, learn aperture priority, white balance, metering, things like that. Learn when to adjust it and how. Learn all of that. And that'll make you a bit better photographer and take great photos, even with kind of a cheap camera or not cheap, but not top of the line. And I'll go over those things in the next part. So learn all those. Don't go too crazy on gear and try and get your advice from a relatively reputable sources doing the same type of photography, type of photography you're wanting to do. Um, you know, you probably would want to ask me if you're doing the walk around campsite landscape night shots. Uh, maybe you'd want to ask me over someone like Darren Epp. Darren Epp's an amazing wildlife photographer where you don't want to ask me about wildlife photography as much as you're going to want to go ask Darren. Um, Stephen Drake's another guy who's a great photographer, um, you know, who does a lot of the backpack hunting type photography. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but Sam Soholt, maybe. He's another great photographer. Um, Court, you know what? There's um, Courtney... Uh, I'm going to hack up some of these names. There's a many, many great photographers on Instagram and, and uh, Facebook that, um, you know, you could probably get some, you know, shoot them a message if, if you need some advice or something they may use. Wade, uh, Wade James is a guy that actually, like I asked, I don't know how much he knew, but I asked him questions about the Sony stuff because I just didn't know. Um, and I'm forgetting a ton of great and awesome photographers, but don't be afraid. If you see someone's photos that kind of mimic what you think you're going to want to take on Instagram, shoot them a message, ask them. I think you'd be surprised, um, you know, how willing some people are to help. Not everybody. I've dealt with some assholes where I've had some questions and uh, kind of dicks. But, um, you know, I try and help out as many people I can on the photography stuff just because I know it's expensive and kind of an uphill battle for learning. So. Either way, I'm sure I forgot a ton of stuff and probably misspoke about half of it. But there you have it. There's the gear section. Uh, next up, we're going to be going over how to actually use your camera. But I'm going to take a break, so I'll catch you in a minute. 